Okay, it's October 25th, 2006, and we're here at the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department's headquarters uh, inside the Community Law Enforcement Partnership Programs Unit. And we are talking here today with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department CERT Coordinator, who oversees all the CERT programs for the Sheriff's Department, and that is Deputy Wilson Lee. And we'll be talking to him regarding the CERT program, uh, its humble beginnings, what the role of CERT members are, and also questions regarding the training. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce uh, Deputy Wilson Lee. Hi, good afternoon, Victor. How you doing? Glad to be here. That's great. Well, Deputy Lee, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit of background before we get into uh, the CERT program? Um, and this is going to be a series of podcasts that we are going to have available for those that are interested in the CERT program. So, would you start off by just giving a little bit of background about yourself and how you got started with this program? I've been on the department a little over 18 years, and since I've been here at the Community Partnership Programs Unit, uh, back in 2001, we started getting more involved in disaster preparedness, and CERT came on to our unit and been tasked with helping give CERT training and coordinate that throughout the county. Oh, excellent. What exactly does CERT stand for? Community Emergency Response Team okay. is the acronym. Okay, and um, and how did it get started, CERT? Well, CERT started back in 1985 in the city of Los Angeles. Um, they, back in September of that year, created uh, CERT training to reach out to the communities. It started as a pilot program, uh, sort of more of um, getting neighborhood watches together and giving them some of this disaster preparedness training. And they were teaching them how to do basic fire suppression, light search and rescue, first aid, and the first team that the LA City Fire Department created consisted of about 30 people and this was formulated back in uh, 86. They pr proved that the concept was viable through various drills and demonstrations and exercises and then it continued to grow within the city and then in 1993 FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, decided to make the concept and program available to communities nationwide and the Emergency Management Institute, EMI, in cooperation with the LA Fire Department, expanded the CERT materials to make them applicable to all hazards throughout the country. Oh, wow. E EMI, what's, uh, what's EMI? Yeah, EMI stands for an Emergency Management Institute. Okay, so, so basically uh, Los Angeles Fire Departments uh, are basically the pioneers. Definitely. <laughs> And uh, now, how did the sheriff's department get involved? I mean, isn't CERT looked at as more as a fire department handle? I mean, well, that that's that could be true to some extent. It depends on uh, who you talk to, where you live, and what agencies are uh, working with volunteers. Our department's fairly large. We have a huge uh, core of volunteers within uh, our sheriff's department, and CERT training for them is a fit for them because we can utilize them. And back in 1999, and through the year 2000, Crescenta Valley Station and Lakewood Station started uh, exploring and finding ways to get CERT training for their volunteers. And then later on in 2000, January 2003, uh, came over to the CLEP unit where we would broaden its scale countywide throughout all our stations. Okay. Now, I know you talked a little bit about um, fire suppression, light search and rescue. What exactly uh, is CERT? If we were trying to explain this or try to sell this to a, a community uh, or to council members and city officials, what would what exactly is CERT? Well, it's a course. It's a minimum of 17 hours 
could run as long as 24 hours, but uh, FEMA and EMI and LA City Fire and pretty much everybody within the CERT Advisory Committee has mandated a minimum amount of training using the FEMA guidelines, which consists of nine modules. And this is an all-hazard, all-risk training program that doesn't just specifically detail and discuss earthquakes, but maybe in certain parts of the country, of course, we know hurricanes are an issue. Uh, it could be landslides, a whole different uh, issues of wildfires, things of that nature. Uh, this is a valuable course designed to help citizens protect themselves, of course, their family, and their neighbors, and their neighborhood in emergency situations. Now, with everything going on with the recent hurricanes in the Gulf Coast with Katrina, and obviously the threat of major earthquakes, has there been a lot of need for CERT training? Has, has your office been inundated with any type of calls, or is that normally just going to the LA City Fire Department? No, I think uh, all the agencies that are doing CERT in LA County have a multitude of them, whether they're mostly fire and a select group of law enforcement agencies that do get involved in, in the CERT program. Uh, I think all of us are pretty much getting a good, a good uh, number of phone calls and interests. Not that we're getting hit with hurricanes, but everybody knows that there's plenty of disasters in the state of California. Uh, some are seasonal, some are just the other, that earthquake waiting to happen. But CERT, the CERT program is, to, of course, to help the community to be uh, effective and efficient without placing themselves in unnecessary danger and give us the resources to better deploy law enforcement and fire and EMS personnel to needs that are, arise throughout the county. With that, the Sheriff's Department has a large volunteer force. Uh, do, are all of your vol Sheriff's volunteers required to take CERT? Is that part of their training? No, they're not required to take CERT training. CERT training is just one of many training opportunities that we offer our volunteers that are members of our department. We hope that by having volunteers who are CERT trained, when a need arises, that attestation that the volunteer coordinators and station staff and personnel, as well as our unit, could have the ability to pool those resources, those CERT trained volunteers, and utilize them as needed with their training. Okay. Now, regarding certain like standards and protocols, what what role uh, would would certain members uh, play in terms of disaster? I mean, what what's what what kind of things um, are, are they expected, or what kind of protocols do they have to follow uh, as certain members? The best source of help in any emergency or disaster is a paid or volunteer professional responder. But if of course, they are not available to address the immediate life-saving needs or to protect property. CERT members can help. CERTs are not intended to replace a community's response capability, but rather to serve as an important supplement to it. Uh, CERT members have to keep their safety in mind as their first priority, and they have to know their capabilities and limitations of their training. All LASD CERT training uses these safety principles as the foundations for its uh, enhancement to its curriculum. CERTs, there are some things that CERTs do not do. They're not going to suppress large fires. They're not going to enter structures that they consider heavily damaged and dangerous. They're not going to perform hazardous materials cleanup or respond to incidents involving radiological, chemical, or biological agents. They're not going to perform medical, fire, or search and rescue operations beyond their level of training. And they're not going to self-activate or deploy unless called for uh, within their standing procedures. Okay, so even though they are going to be part of what we could consider first responders, there are limitations to what they're able to do then. That's correct. Certs are considered good Samaritans and uncovered 
under the Volunteer Protection Act. The, each agency who uh, empowers volunteers to work under their organization also have policies and procedures that are created by the individual agency and how they're used and deployed. Okay. Now, during their training, what kind of things do do you, uh, I guess, teach CERT members? I mean, what, what's part of their training that, that they learn for themselves? Well, CERT personnel train to prepare for disaster or an overwhelming event by identifying and mitigating potential hazards in a home and workplace, initiating plans to prepare themselves and their loved ones for the hazards that they may face, learning skills to help themselves, their loved ones and neighbors or fellow employees because that the workplace is also important and CERT has a role there also until professional responders resources arrive. Could be many days before re actual resources come down to the uh, people on the ground. Working cooperatively as a team within their neighborhoods or workplaces, maintaining a relationship with the agency that sponsors the CERT program, Participating in continuing education and training is important for them to stay refreshed on their skills that they've learned. Volunteering for projects to enhance the public safety of their communities and understanding their capabilities and limitations when deployed or utilized. Now, on that you had talked about basically they're, they're learning how to be prepared themselves and making sure those around them and I could already see that a community that has all these individuals that are well trained first responders such as fire and police wouldn't have to worry about uh, communities that were all CERT trained, correct? That's correct. Okay, now you also said maintain your relationship with the agencies that, that sponsor a CERT program. The Sheriff's Department, do they have their, I understand that it's LASD CERT, so the Sheriff's Department has their own team of CERT members, is, is that how that works? And or how is it broken down in terms of, of CERT teams? Well, as, as I stated earlier, the, the stations have volunteers, and within their cadre of volunteers, several of them may be CERT trained. We uh, are working to better educate our frontline staff and our middle management at the station levels to make sure that they're aware of the volunteers who have that training so they could pool them, roster them, know that they're there, be able to utilize them in a capacity if needed at the station level or in a mutual aid response to another sheriff station or on a county-wide emergency where we as a county or the Sheriff's Department are deploying our volunteers. It's uh, beneficial for us to know if we have a multitude of them that are CERT trained and we have an access and our ability to call on them that we have a mechanism in place to utilize them effectively. Well, you expect a lot out of your volunteers, don't you? Yes, we do. <laughs> now, during the CERT training, what kind of things do uh, CERT team members learn during this uh, 17 to 21 hour training course? They're, they'll learn a whole gamut of uh, great training opportunities that they're going to get. Some of it is uh, maybe simple, some of it may be a little bit more complex. For instance, they're going to prepare for hazards that threaten their communities and we're going to identify what some of those hazards or risks are based on the class that we have and the, the areas that they live in. They're going to learn how to apply size up and safety principles they're going to be able to locate and turn off their utilities at home, their water, gas, and electricity. They're going to learn how to distinguish those small fires, those small trash can sized fires, get an understanding how to utilize a fire extinguisher because we're always telling uh, community members to have a fire extinguisher at home, but mm -hmm. also how to utilize it and, and the limitations of that equipment. Identify hazardous material situations, whether it's in the home or in a garage or in a workplace. Uh, we're going to teach them to triage and to treat victims 
And that's where it gets a little bit different than the standard first aid that many people may take at the Red Cross or American Heart Association. We're going to set them up to, to learn how to do medical treatment areas and how to, how to uh, categorize patient, uh, you know, people who are injured. Conduct searches and rescues in lightly and moderately damaged structures. They're going to understand the psychological impact of a disaster on themselves and others. And we'll talk about stress debriefing and counseling and, and understanding uh, the observations that they see and how the burden and stress that they put on someone. As well as not only the first responder, the CERT member, but the people that they're coming in contact with. Organizing CERT members and spontaneous volunteers for an effective and safe response is crucial to the training, making sure they understand that, and then applying those response skills in a disaster simulation drill that we do at the final, final day of training. And all that will be covered in only 21 hours of training? <laughs> yeah, we do our best. Now, it's, it seems like a CERT program would be beneficial in any community and any, any agency, whether it be a police fi or fire, would be really silly not to incorporate that in their emergency response plan. There are things that, that I, I kind of wanted to know regarding CERT. Now, how do you find out if there's like a CERT program in your area? I, mean, I know with, with the Sheriff's Department, you, you have stations all over the county, but uh, what happens if you're not part of a Sheriff's Department? Uh, how, do you, how do you find out if there's a CERT program near you? Well, there's, there's several good ways. There's a, there's a really great website out there that has been put on and is run by volunteers with LA City's Fire uh, Department, and that is uh, CERT-LA.com. That one not only provides the ability for you to search for CERT teams within your area or within the state or anywhere within the country, actually, but it also gives you a lot of resource material to study, to learn, to understand the role of CERT, uh, to network and resource. That is a great website. There's also information on CaliforniaVolunteers.org, and there's also information on CitizenCorps.gov, G-O-V. Okay. Now... If their, their agency that they're near uh, doesn't have a CERT program, uh, how does one try to start up a CERT program? CERTs require a partnership between community members and local government, emergency management, and response agencies. You've got to have all those people at the table and understand everybody's role. The program does take a commitment of time and, of course, resources from all the parties. Interested community members uh, should, of course, discuss with their local government reps and emergency management officials ways to improve their community's preparedness capability and how they can be better involved. The outcome of these discussions can range from educational programs to active training programs like CERT that prepares participants to be part of the community's response capability following major disasters. It's also important to develop a plan that covers training, maintenance, and activation standards as well as administrative requirements like databases and of course funding. Funding is always crucial. Now you had brought up a good point about funding. Where does CERT, if someone starts a CERT program, who funds it or how do you get money for that? There have been a variety of local approaches to, of course, raising money and funds for CERT programs. Some communities build costs into their budget, while others charge participants to cover costs. Now, LASD CERT, our training is free. Uh, we do the best we can to provide the training at no cost. Uh, and, of course, the course materials we provide are free also. Some states offer grants to communities to get the program started. There's limited amount of funding that comes from the state to the California Service Corps and Citizen Corps to the federal government. 
Now, regarding CERT, who can take the training? Is it just, um, can any community member take it? You know, is there limitations? Well, I think anybody should be able to take the training. I think there's also an ability to get the youth more involved in taking the training. But for the most part, the standard CERT training is for adults. Uh, limitations are on a case-to-case -case basis. For example, I have one gentleman who's requesting to take a CERT class who is hearing impaired, but he does wear a hearing aid and we'll be able to work with him. Mm -hmm. But we have heard of classes, and, and depending on what resources an agency may have, to provide training and, and encompass that special needs population is important also. Uh, whether disabled, whether the, there's a particular program up in Northern California that teaches CERT for the blind. and So really? there's a lot of creative opportunities out there to get CERT out there to everybody. So anybody who could take the class and the agency is able to provide it, and I think they should do the best they can to encompass anybody and everybody. Yeah, I did, I did read somewhere that um, CERT has a wider range of jobs where not necessarily... They have to be front, uh, like line personnel, distinguishing fires. But they can help with like databases, uh, helping with develop websites, or or creating newsletters, or just even assisting and training. So uh, that was something I read that CERT offers a wider range of of jobs for those that are willing to volunteer. There's a lot of opportunities out there for CERT volunteers to to get involved in any aspect of it. It could be from just the administration to assisting with fundraising, to the technological, you know, they might bring internet skills that help promote the program. Some might want to assist in teaching and co-teach, and there's a lot of opportunities out there for them. And, and one thing that we, we sometimes forget as first responders is that there's a huge population of volunteers out there that have these skills, that are retired peace officers, retired firefighters, retired paramedics, that have all kinds of instructional experience in the private sector, from maybe from universities as teachers or from schools or just from in training within their jobs uh, and their level of experience. So that if you harness on those resources and bring them in, it'll only enhance or benefit your program greatly. Well, excellent. Well, thank you, Deputy Lee, for taking the time to talking with us about the LASD CERT program. If there's individuals out there that would want to take the CERT program, they could go to the CERT-LA.com website, or is it .org? .com. .com, okay. And if they wanted to take, or how would they find out about new training? Would Is there a, a website that the Sheriff's Department offers, or do they just contact your office? They could email our unit at C-L-E-P-P, -P, unit, U-N-I-T, Unit at lasd.org. Well, on our next podcast, we're going to go ahead and talk with all of the LASD CERT instructors and find out their ideas of CERT and how to properly train and instruct this program to individuals in your area. So once again, thank you very much for listening in. And if you do have any questions about CERT, you can email the Community Law Enforcement Partnership Program at CLEPP. UNIT at LASD.org. Thank you.